right. I've hijacked the podcast here. <laughs> but if you would have saw me play that nine holes after my one under, you would have thought I just went to Walmart, picked up clubs, and this is the first time I went to a golf course. <laughs> That's how not, it goes. Not 300 rounds in after three years. No. We were like, dude, this is your first time, right? Because yeah. the guy I was in the cart with, a good friend of mine, um, he was like, we were both kind of quiet as I was playing that that nine holes because he's like, holy shit, man. It's like every fairway green two putt par, fairway yeah. green two putt par. Yeah. Uh, oh, you got a bogey. Next hole, like birdie. You're back to yeah. even. You know, fairway green two putt par. He's like, man, this yeah. is something else. Then we make that turn, and my first tee shot on number ten was, was like, he's like, oh, that's that's all he said was, oh, <laughs> there it is. And he's back. <laughs> I did not recover from that. Oh, yeah. For the next five holes, it was yeah. so it was so funny because we were playing. And we had a, we had, it was one of our tournament days, and so the group behind us was in the tournament was is was in our event day and. And when we made the nine, you know, they shouted over. So where are you at, right? And kind of like I didn't really say anything. And Clark said, you know, yeah, he's one under. So everybody's like, oh. So then when we come around, we wait for him on eighteen. <laughs> yeah, to tell him I just went and shot twelve over for nine was pretty tough. <laughs> <That's>, oh, <laughs> it's painful, man. painful. And then wow. I had to drive home, going, wow, man, you really pooped the pooch on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's funny. Again, the difference I, between the difference between a two seven handicap and a fourteen fifteen, right? Yeah. It was like, right. you know, I shot well, eleven. I shot eleven over after going one under. Well, I've been there. Oh, so many. I I I've been there. I you know what this round I was telling you about. My coach was with me, um, and this was the second time I had played with him. The first time I played with him, I think he shot a sixty nine at this same course from the tips. He was, and he was like, oh, I don't feel like I'm playing good. This day we tied. And I was excited. We both shot one over par. I was super, super excited about it. He was all mad. And no, I shouldn't say mad. He was just kind of like, I didn't play good. You know, I did not play. And I'm like, man, I played the best I've ever played except one shot. And I couldn't even find that shot, you know. And I, but I, but the frustrating thing was I didn't hit a bad shot. I hit what I wanted to hit and hit it well. And I just couldn't find the ball. And it was so, so infuriating. But the thing is that, um, after that round, the next round I played, I played at Wasatch, a gorgeous course. I played it with Melosi. Um, it's just so, so pretty. And I, again, I played lights out. I had a couple bogeys on the back and I had a double bogey on the back and I still shot two over par. And I'm like, man, I'm playing good. I was making lots of birdies and I just felt really good. Next round I played, plugging back at Thanksgiving point, shot two over par. Like, man, I'm feeling really good. Go to Texas and play a course I've never played, shot three over par. I'm like, things are feeling really good, and then snow hits. Yeah, right. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, in the last two months, I thought I would have played ten more times. I played four more times. And each of those were like a sub-76 and feeling really good. And then winter comes. And now we wait till March or April. Yeah. <laughs> is is sim golf big where you are? There's a lot of it. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of it. I don't do a lot to be honest. I I couple reasons. One, just I feel like it's I, I don't enjoy it 
as much as I do playing a real round of I golf. I hear you. And it's like if I'm if if I'm not really enjoying it, um, I'm not going to pay. And a lot of them here, like I know you mentioned, they have hourly up where you're at. We we do have some of those, but really here it's like a membership and it's a monthly fee. And they're like two to five hundred bucks. And I'm like, I'm not going to spend two to five hundred bucks a month at this phase of life to do something I don't love to do, which is just hit balls into a screen. Yeah. Yeah. I know I can work on things, but if I really want to practice and work on things, I've got my buddy who's this coach can let me into his simulator and we work on things. And you know, that, that to me is much more up my alley than it is playing a course virtually on a, on a screen. I, I agree with you there for sure. Um, I know. It's, and again, for me, it's, uh, for me, it always seems like the simulator, and I've played a few, that my game that I play out on a golf course doesn't translate to the simulator. Yep. Um, I had a, I played in a league last year, and I had a tough time off the tee box. Yep. I could, it didn't matter how hard I hit the ball, what I did, I couldn't get more than 220 off the tee box. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I could hit my three wood, what I could hit, what I could hit my driver on these sims. You and I are playing at, where's your, what's your elevation where you're at because that where i'm at is about 45 4600 feet oh uh, you got to throw that at me now i have no idea i was just curious because i know like the thing that was hard for me with simulators when i first it's like i was playing on a simulator at sea level and i'm used to hitting my six iron 210 yards right that's my six iron and then i play on the simulator and go 190 i'm like i was going and then they're like oh it's sea level and i'm like, okay that makes sense and i i guess in my head i knew that altitude made a difference but i didn't I've never really played golf outside of Utah. I played a little bit, but really it's just been around here. And so altitude's always been pretty constant for me. So out elevation, altitude, whatever you call it. But when um when I played on the simulator, that took me a minute. Just trying to figure that out. And then when I'm hitting a 190 shot and I'm hitting a six iron instead of an eight or a nine iron, or not a nine iron, seven or an eight iron, you know, it's not stopping on the simulator rolls off the green and I'm like, well, in real life, that thing's sticking on the green. Like that's how it is. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, and then putting on them is like, yeah, putting, putting is a different animal too. I mean, I suck at putting even, to begin with, but we, we just, we play, you can set it up to where you play, uh, gimme's inside of five foot. Yeah. yeah. It's gotta be, cause we're not putting it in. That's how I, I, I have a friend that's like, you have to put it out and he can do it. He's good at it. I'm like, and I, it's just like a video game, right? It's it's a video game, and you do, if you learn how to play the video game, you can play it. Because yeah. that's in my mind, it's like, well, it's not really golf; it's just a video game. Yeah, if you learn how to play the video game, you can play it. But I'm out there trying to play golf with it, right? Yeah. Again, that's yeah. just my feeling, right? Yeah, I this friend's like, oh, dude, it's not; it's the same as putting on a on a green. And I'm like, I I don't know what I just cannot. I'll like tap something and it flies past the hole. And I'm like, I don't know how this thing works. Like, I just, I just don't. And he gets up there and makes putts from 15, 20 feet on the simulator. And I'm like, all right, well, I don't know. Not happening. Yeah. <laughs> Not happening. So, so, all right, pal. So let's get into the gear now. Yeah. So let's do a rundown. What's in the bag. Love it. I, uh, I am a diehard Mizuno guy. Oh, um, oh too I'm, bad Chris is not here because he's a Mizuno guy. He's he's top I, to bottom Mizuno. I am a part of the problem as they I am the Colt Mizuno guy. Like I so kind of a cool background there. My um 
when I was in high school, my dad bought a brand new set of MP37 blades, Mizuno blades. They're beautiful. And uh, he was a pretty good golfer at the time. I want to say he was a high single digit handicap, you know, probably not quite good enough to play blades all the time, um, but good enough to hit them well a lot. Right. So he, he got to where he was playing with them pretty well, um, but just wasn't loving it that much. And so he bought new clubs and gave them to me. And, and at this point, like I said, I was a baseball kid, so I didn't play a lot of, we were members at a private club growing up and man, I wish I took advantage of that. And I didn't, but I was, cause I didn't want to ruin my baseball swing. That's a bunch of BS that I could tell you another story on. It doesn't ruin your baseball swing. In fact, your baseball swing helps your golf swing if you do it right. But that's another story for another time. But he gave me these blades and he was just like, if you can learn to hit these, you'll be a good golfer. And I played those blades until June of this year. I played them for 11 years and I loved them. I absolutely loved them. And to me, it just became, you know, this is what I want to do. And, and late last year I bought PXG blades cause they were on sale on black Friday and I would put them away after nine holes and grab my blade, my Mizuno blades out of the trunk for the second nine. And I'd shoot seven or eight over on the front and I'd shoot one under on the back. Just like, give me my Mizuno. So I sold the PXGs right away, went back to the blades, but then it kind of became obvious to me, you know, I want, I want something a little bit newer. I kind of want to try something with a little bit of the tech in it, you know, something beyond just a blade but I want something to look like a blade. I want it to feel like a blade when I hit it. I just want it to go a little higher and a little farther, right? So I went through the whole gambit, tried everything, was really close to pulling the plug or pulling the trigger and getting some Srixons. And uh, I tried the Mizuno Pro 225s. And you may or may that's their hot metal blade is what they call it. So it looks like a blade at a dress and the back looks like a pure muscle back, but uh, it's got the hollow body. Like they're pretty much like TaylorMade's P770s. I think they're very similar. Um, and man, I just loved them. They felt like my blades did as far as the feel goes, but man, I was hitting them so high, so far. And I'm like, oh, so perfect. So I pulled the trigger on those and got those. And I was using an old Titleist 913. So a 10-year-old Titleist driver. Loved it because the shaft in it was amazing. And it was a gift from a family friend. And I got my use out of that thing. I was hitting it well. But then it, it started to sound a little bit weird in May. And I was like, I think it's going. And so, I again, I went and tried everything. And I was hitting – I was almost certain I was going to buy the Stealth. Uh, I was just hitting it really well. My dispersion was low. It was forgiving. Um, distance was pretty good. And guy's like, why don't you hit the Mizuno driver? And I'm like, I'm a Mizuno guy, but in my mind, I'm like, no one plays a Mizuno driver. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm good. But I hit it on the simulator, and I don't like hitting on simulators either. But I was smoking them. And they were straight, and they were longer than the stealth by like 20 yards. And I'm like, there's no way. So I have a Mizuno guy and I texted him and he's like, oh yeah, I got it for you for 200 bucks. I'm like $200 for the brand new driver. He's like, yeah, dude, no one wants them. You can have it for cheap. <laughs> Bought it and it's been the best 
freaking purchase I've made. I love that club. I hit it straight. I hit it high and I hit it long. And I love that thing. So I got a Mizuno STZ 220 driver. I have the hazardous blue extra stiff shaft in it. I love the blue shaft because it's got some flex in the middle, but the stiffness are in the ends. And so it has a little bit of a lighter feel than the black. Um, love that shaft. My three wood, still my old 913 fairway wood Titleist. So I have a Titleist three wood and a Titleist two iron driving iron, the U505 utility iron. And you know, that club, I, I when I hit it well, I hit it really well. When I don't hit it well, it's straight, but just doesn't feel great. It's kind of chunky. That one might be the first club to be replaced. Um, love it. I really do. But if I'm going to hit a driving iron, why don't I just buy the Mizuno one to match <laughs> everything else? So I'm probably going to do that. Then I have the 225s, Mizuno Pro 225s, four through pitching wedge. My gap, I have Mizuno wedges, which was another new purchase this year. I got the blue ones. Oh, nice. Don't buy them. No, nope. They're sweet. They're so sweet. But the blue will be gone in your first round. Like I one sand shot, my 58 was done. Like it was like the grooves are still really nice. It has the, they perform great. Don't get me like, it's not a performance. It's just a style issue The the, the blue fades immediately. Um, my dad has the same wedges, but in copper and his look brand new. And he's played as much as I have this year, but his look brand new. Mine do not look even close to new. So then I do 50, 54, 58 in the Mizuno ion blue wedges. I like them, but I'll get something new probably in the next year or two. And then my putter is my trusty putter. I'm not replacing it until there's a reason to. I'm hoping there never is a reason to, but it's kind of a sentimental club to me. Um, my wife bought it for me when we were our first year married. Uh, we were poor college kids and, and we agreed that we were not going to get each other gifts, at least not gifts that cost a lot of money. Um, and I didn't know this, but she had been saving some money aside and from her job that she was working to put me through school. And uh, she bought me this Odyssey 07 O-Works putter. It's a mallet. It's one that I had mentioned in passing at Dick's Sporting Goods a year before that. And uh, she she remembered it and she went and bought it. And and I love that thing. I've put a new, I put three new grips on it. That's all I've done. And I love that thing. I put well with it. Um, when I travel, I wrap it in like four blankets. <laughs> this, thing, this thing is not um, so I, that's that's my putter and i'll probably use that and, until it breaks one day and i hope it doesn't but it, it, you never know so that's my what's in the bag i i'm a big uh snell guy you know snell golf the balls yep um, I, I struck a deal with them this year i was super excited about that so i'm a snell athlete what that means is they sponsor me for my golf balls. Um, so I play the Snell MTB Prime. That's like their version of a Pro V1. So Dean Snell um, was the guy that Titleist contracted to build the Pro V1. And then when his non-compete was done there, I think he went to TaylorMade and built the TP5. And then when his non-compete was done there, he he created his own direct-to-consumer ball, the, the Snell ball. 
And uh, yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about that golf ball. It's long, it's it's durable, its spin is amazing, and and the values through the roof. If you have to pay for them, thirty four a dozen, it's a lot better than fifty five. And I just love them. So that's the ball that I use. And yeah, I have a vessel bag, which I did not have until a couple months ago. And holy crap, they make a golf bag. I'm a Wilson guy, so again, I'm I'm kind of old school. So when I when I got into golf, it was yeah. My story goes back to the first time I ever picked up a club when we were traveling across Canada, moving out here. We went to this golf course, never played before, and I played Wilson golf clubs, and I and it, it just stuck in my head that if I ever played golf, if golf was ever going to be a thing, that I didn't know it was going to be a thing back then. I was going to play Wilson clubs. That's awesome. I wanted Wilson. So I've got the Wilson staff bag back there. My other Wilson bag back there. I'm playing Wilson D7 irons. Love it. Uh, Wilson's such an underrated brand. I I'm I, I like it. I'm, I'm, I like it because not a lot of people do use it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if, I'm, if I'm going to, if I'm going to switch, uh, that's down the road. I'll think about that at the time. But uh you know, I like my tailor-made, tailor-made woods. I, I play a tailor-made R9 driver, tailor-made R9 three-wood. Um, I've got a tailor-made burner five-wood in the bag. So my woods are all tailor-made. Um, I've got a Cobra 6 hybrid. That was a game-changer for me when I first started using it. Yeah. Um, and I, I actually play the Kirkland wedges. Yeah. And They're great. <laughs> they're great. They're so great. I've got a good friend that uses them and he and i've got another friend that has the putter and both of them i've tried the putter both of them rave about them and yep. i hit his wedges a couple times i'm like these feel like a vokey they really do they yep. look like one at a dress they feel like they're a little lighter than a vokey i feel like but like man great great equipment i'm excited to see the the driver hit the shelves well, and I did. I saw a picture. Of, so I'm pretty sure because I think I did a video on it. But they're coming up with iron an iron set as well. Yeah, yeah. They're. I think they're pretty much like. Uh, I think they're trying to. I mean, looks wise, they look kind of like a Callaway. I think. No, they look like a P790. The that's, that's yeah. That's that's closer because yeah. I saw uh, the only thing I've seen. I've seen a picture of the four iron. Yeah, I think that's all I've seen. But yeah. uh, have you ever played the Kirkland balls? Yeah, I played them a lot up until yeah. probably I played them. I feel like from like 2019 to 2021. It's like that kind of couple year period. I wasn't super into golf. I like I, I loved it, but I wasn't playing a ton yet. My only problem with the Kirkland ball is I can't hit it as far. I don't think it goes as far. And if I'm hitting them well, they only last like three shots. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like they break. So, but they feel really nice. They feel Again, like we're so new into golf and personally myself. So like the last three years, I have pretty much tried as many different golf balls as I could possibly get my hands on. Yeah. Everything. I, I like, I played Wilson triad. I think I bought a couple of boxes of Wilson triads, played those. I like those I played the Kirklands, yeah. you know, I've got a supplier, somebody who gives me I, uh, Pro V1s. That's that's what I play now, and I yeah don't have it's to, hard. You don't have to pay for them, right? So if you don't have to pay for them, you're going to play yeah. them, right? 
once you've played a Pro V1, it really is hard. I, I get some people have different preferences, but if you just really have hit them all and you play enough golf to kind of feel the difference between balls, it's hard to want to hit anything besides a Pro V1, which is why I was I was so excited when I got this this deal with Snell because it's the only ball I have found that truly feels like a pro V to me. And it makes sense. The same guy who designed it, this is yeah. the guy who designed, you know, it's the same ball. I, yeah, I don't, I see it. And I've seen the snow around and I think I actually follow snow on the socials, but I don't know. I've never really looked into getting any and trying them, but maybe that's something down the road that I can get into and try that as well. Yeah. I mean, at, the way I see it is like a tour caliber golf ball for 32 to 34 a dozen. It's just like, and that's if you only buy one dozen. If you buy them in bulk, it's even cheaper. It's like, it's kind of like Vice, uh, very similar pricing. Chris played Vice. I think the first year we played, Chris played Vice golf balls. Yeah, they're a good ball. I like those too. So, yeah, they're that's fun. So that's my what's in the bag. A lot of Mizuno and a couple Titleist things, and the Titleist things will be fading out here soon. <laughs> My three woods starting to die a little bit. I'm yeah, need that's my favorite club in the bag. Is my tailor made three wood R nine. That's awesome. that's my. If I'm not hitting my driver well, that's my go to. Yeah, and it serves me well off the tee box, off the off the fairway. It's just that's that's my baby. That's good. Got to have a favorite club. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little unfortunate because my favorite club's a putter. Like, I don't have a go to club if I'm in on the course. Like. Okay. I'm still in the process, even after th- our third season here, I'm still looking for that putter. The yeah. the putter that I'm going to put in the bag and leave there and you know. Yeah. And again, I'm I'm an old school guy. I like I like I like vintage stuff. So when I yeah. first started playing. So when I first picked this up, um, and we first started playing, I played the entire first season with this one. That is sweet. So I don't know if you can read it there, but it's a Tommy Armour Silver Scott. Yeah. So I played the. Oh, dude. I mean, I like I like that old I like the old stuff. Yeah. I played that, but then it's kind of like okay, maybe you need to update a little bit because your putting sucks anyway. So, (laughs) so then I started rotating putters through the bag, and I still haven't really found anything that I like. Again, aesthetically, standing over it, looking down at it, you like, and you have that confidence. Yep. Looking down and going, yes, okay, this looks good. I like what yeah. I'm looking at. I can make this, right? Yeah. I think now I'm using a – this year I played with uh, this Nike Method. That's a good putter. That's a, I, have a, I have a Nike Method 4 blade that's a, it's a putter tiger used in 09. I've got that one. I don't play it, but I've got one. And then I've got uh, – if you're a vintage guy, this is a cool putter. I have a Spalding blade. Um, I'm trying to remember. Kind of cool. I bought it from a guy off Facebook Marketplace for $10 just because it looked cool. And I had got some new tools, and I was kind of wanting to refurbish it and kind of you know just make it look nice. So anyways, I went on eBay to look up what they were worth, and it's worth like $400. Nice. So then I messaged the guy I bought it from, and I'm like, Hey, I, I bought this from you a few weeks ago for 10 bucks. Just so you know, I just looked it up on eBay and it's worth a few hundred dollars. If you'd like it back, 
let me know. I'm happy to return it to you. He's like, oh, dude, no, no worries. I'm good. I don't need it. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, trust me. You can have it. So I've got this really cool, and it's in good shape already. It's kind of like a gunmetal black, almost like not black, but that gunmetal charcoal gray color that's hard to tarnish. Like it doesn't chip really well. So it's in good shape. Has the original Spalding grip on it. It doesn't look like it's really even been used. But it just with a little bit of touch up and some new fill in paint on the bottom, the thing would look so sharp. And it's worth probably three to four hundred dollars. It's a cool putter. Cool. So seeing where your handicap is now, I'm gonna ask the ask you this question. I know you're again, young family, and for us, the, the like the crew that I play with, we our buddies either don't have kids or like me and Chris, our kids are up old enough now to where they don't need mom and dad anymore. And now it's time to find something to go do. And um, so you got two little ones, but seeing where your handicap is. So are you going to be playing any tournament golf? Like, is, is that, a, is that a route that you would, you know, do down the road or even now? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, I'll say this, you know, it's kind of, I've my experience in, in tournament golf has gone very poorly. <laughs> um, uh, I, it's just a different animal. It really is. Um, it's just, it takes, I feel like it's going to take some mental training for me to kind of get to a point where like I can understand how to approach a tournament. But um, back in 2021, I uh, tried to qualify for the Utah state amateur, which uh, is a, is a pretty big tournament. There's a lot of good golfers here in Utah. And so, if you make the cut um, to get into the, if you just qualify to get into the amateur, you're a good golfer. Um, and I was playing pretty good at the time. I think my handicap was like a four. And so in my mind, I was thinking, and the, and the cutoff was projected to be, I want to say a 76. And it's just one round, one 18 hole round. And I was like, if I go out and play good golf, I can shoot a 75 or a 76 and maybe, and, you know, maybe do this. And it all went to heck on the first tee shot. <laughs> I, I got up there and there was this, it was a long par five. Um, we had to carry water if you were going to hit a driver or you could kind of lay up right out to a fairway. And I'm like, I hit driver. Well, it's my best club and bag. So I hit driver and we got up there thinking I'd be in the fairway and we couldn't find it. And the rules guys like, yeah, you went in the water. I'm like, what? Man, I, I thought I hit that straight. I didn't it went in the water, had to go back and re tee and hit it in the water again. And then I hit a four iron out to the fairway and I think I got a nine on the first hole. And I was like, oh, and then that was in my head, like the rest of the round. Right. And it was just bad. It was really bad. I've got through nine holes. I think I shot a 53 on the front nine, like really, really bad. And then I shot two under par on the back. <laughs> so my dad was like, just have fun. Like you're out of yep. it. Like, let's just, my dad was my caddy and we just had fun and I played really good. So I kind of went out of the experience thing. Well, I learned, you know, I learned to just relax and it's, who cares and have fun. Uh, the next year I entered a, just a normal tournament at a course and um, it was kind of cool. They had like an app. You could see live time where everyone was at score wise while you were playing. And um, through like 13 holes, I was in like third place. I was two under par and for me, like at that point in a round, that's pretty rare that I'm that that I'm that low. And then I kept playing really good golf until 18. 
And on 18, there was this long skinny pond along the right side of the fairway, but I didn't know it was there. I'd never played this course before and I should have just taken the time to like look at the scorecard or study the course or something. So I got up and I hit a high cut with a driver thinking I'm going to be in great shape. And they're like, Oh, I hope that's not in the water. And I'm like, what water? I got up there and it, it was in the water and then I had to drop behind the water and hit another one in the water. And I was like, ah, oh. so then I, that didn't go well. Um, my third and final tournament that I did was this year and it went equally as bad at a course. I play really well and I just fell apart and it was, I didn't hit any bad shots. I just couldn't putt, which if you know me is really weird. Like, Anything inside of two feet was not gimme material. I missed like five or six putts inside two feet. And that was a humiliating thing because I the group in front of me was a, a friend, or I'm not sure I'd call him a friend, but a kid I grew up with who I was trying to prove that I was better than he was. And turns out he played just as bad and <laughs> bullshot in the 90s. Like it was just rough. And I went, my dad's like, maybe tournament golf isn't for you. But since those experiences, I, I'm more determined than ever to kind of get into tournament golf and learn how to play my game in a tournament setting. Because I think that if I can just have fun, when I'm actually competitive with somebody, I play better golf. Like when I'm playing with my coach, I play better because I'm trying to chase him. And when I play with my other friend who's scratch or I play with Melosi, who's a plus one or plus two, I'm, I'm chasing them and I'm playing well. Um, and I know that really tournament golf is just that. So I just need to kind of mentally get there. I'm hoping that this off season, I can kind of frame my mindset to, to think that way. And for the first time next year, I'm going to kind of hit like a tournament schedule. I've mapped out a few that I'm going to hit. I'm not telling anyone that I'm going to. I'm not posting about it on my social media, and I'm just going to show up and play golf. And I'm hoping that I just see improvement next year. My real goal would be that, I don't know, probably two to three years from now, I'm able to qualify for the state amateur and uh, and go out and just play my golf game in a round of golf where other people are competing for what I'm competing for. So. Yes, it's in the works. I don't think I, 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 if there's anything I've learned about golf in the last couple of years, it's that no matter how good I get at golf, I'm probably not, it's not in my cards to move beyond anything other than a good amateur golfer. And I'm not, I'm not going to become a, a PGA professional. I'm not going to become a Q tour guy. I'm not <laughs> Q school guy. I'm not going to go on corn ferry for sure. And I'm sure as heaven's not making the tour. So, you know, I, and if people think that they can get there and they're at my phase of golf, I, I don't mean to be the Debbie downer, but they can't, you know, they're not going to, especially if they have a full-time job like I do. Yeah. You know, golf is hard, man. That's our, number one, that's our number one rule. Mulligans and hackers rule. Number one. Golf is hard. Yeah, it's absolutely hard. In fact, it's downright impossible to master. Yeah, so. yeah I figured that out. But uh, for for people like us, and yeah. we'll say, I say like me and Chris and crew, our crew, uh, getting into it this late, I mean, there's no expectations other than we just want to play the game. 
Yeah. Right. Playing the game is just gives us so much joy. It's so fun. It's so much fun just to go with your buddies and even road trips. Like, you know, we do half a dozen road trips a year. Guys just pile in the car, throw the clubs in. We're gone for an hour, a couple hours, go play around. I mean, me and Chris, we drove, we went to Rolling Hills, played 18, had lunch, got on the road, drove back to Bull Island, which was like another hour, played 18 there, and then came home. That's awesome. Dude, that is. <laughs> beat that. As far as, yes, you can't beat that. To me, what I love is like, you know, if I'll, in the summer, I'll get home from work 5, 5.30. And my favorite thing has been my wife will just come sit in the car with me. We'll go play nine holes. And just like the the mindset that it puts me in, just like whatever I'm dealing with, whatever is heavy on my mind, I'm able to like get clarity on that thing when I'm playing golf and I'm still relaxed doing it. That's the fun. That's, that's the fun part. And I can just talk to my wife and have a really good time chatting with her while we're playing. And, you know, she'll hit a shot here and there and just have fun, but we're just shooting the breeze or, you know, I work with my dad, which is cool. But when him and I are, you know, taking a client to, to go play some golf and I get to ride in the cart for four and a half, five hours with my dad and just put aside business, put aside whatever else it is that we have on our minds and just have that father son time. There's, there's no other activity that you can do. I grew up riding dirt bikes and playing baseball and stuff. Those are all fun things you can do with family, but you don't have that uninterrupted talking time like you do in golf. And, and, I love it. Yeah. I could play with anybody and enjoy it because you just get to know someone and their true self when you're playing golf with them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've, I found that out this year. Like um, I played with, I played with more different people this year than I ever have. Yeah. And I'm not a very outgoing person when, when I'm, I'm kind of an introvert. So it takes a long time for somebody to get to know me and get into my bubble um, but one of the steps forward for me this year was me and Chris played nine holes with a guy last year. And it was just kind of a random, we just went, played nine holes and he went off and did his thing. I went down to play around this year and pulling up to the first tee was, was this guy. Yeah. And he's like, Alvin, how are you? And I'm like, Hey man, how's it going? I, I didn't know his name, but no. I was like, yeah, he's like, you want to go out? I'm like, you're going out now. He's like, yeah, okay, man. So we went and played 18. Yeah. Same thing. Like, we played nine holes the year before, but because we're at the golf course, it was like we played 100 rounds together. Yeah. <laughs> That's like you've known each other your whole like life. Our whole, like, we, we, knew, we grew up together. Yeah. What a wild, yeah. what a wild game, man. It is, it is a wild it, game. It really is. And the other thing, too, is like I, one thing I really feel about golf is if I'm on the fence about somebody, like in – like it's especially in business. Like I said, I play a lot of golf for a business stand setting. Like if I'm on the fence about someone and not sure who they are or what kind of caliber of person they are, I take them golfing because within a matter of a hole or two, you can kind of You'll get be exposed. What kind of person they are. You will get if, exposed big time. If, if they're honest and, and integral about the game and treating it with respect, then it's like, I, I can like this person regardless of our differences from here on out. And that's, what's cool about golf. Come in. 
I, I agree 100%. Well, buddy, I really appreciate you jumping on, and I'm pretty sure that we could just keep talking for another hour or two, and maybe down the road we'll have to, you know, do this conversation again. Maybe when the season starts, and we'll 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 reconnect. But I'm pretty sure we'll keep messaging each other on the socials, anyways. Yeah, um, and I'm just gonna have to come up to Canada and come play some courses with you. And amen. Come if you come to the Forgotten Corner, we'll get you into like every course it. we have here. I love it. But, I'm uh, all for the small, the small unknown courses, like you said. So yeah, man. Oh, we got we got those little hidden gems that you would love. Love it. Now, That's with your it. handicap, you might you know play them really well. Well, we'll see. Yeah, I guess, like I said, I can go shoot 90s on a tournament day if I need to. You know, so that's good. All right, pal. Well, I really appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. I appreciate your time, buddy. Take care. Yeah, okay.